0: Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Noodling with Josh. I have updated equipment and updated SAS. Well, no. SAS is the same. Equipment, vastly different. Uh, hopefully it's less crackly. However, I'm saying this with a giant however. However. Um, well, I absolutely love living in Ann Arbor, Michigan. It's a beautiful city. It's a beautiful town. It's close to my family. It's, there's a ton of stuff to do. Um, But I've only been here for, well, 11 months, almost a year. Jeez, I should have better contacts by now. But I've only been here for 11 months, and a lot of my contacts and a lot of my fun interviewees are all over the world. So I have taken to giving Skype a try. I was actually featured on a podcast called Friends in Your Ears uh, last week, episode coming out soon, where a podcaster uh, connects two podcasters. To talk about podcasting It's very meta So if you're into that I will keep you posted on when that episode airs However, I I was reminded that Everything doesn't have to be done in studio That's just a pipe dream of mine To have a beautiful, fun studio That people get to come visit And we have a receptionist That offers some water and Red Bull And one day, one day, one day This is still a side project Once this becomes my main focus Then it'll be much different However, I gave Skype a try I um, <laughs> I tried my best to foresee all difficulties, however, the one that just didn't click to me was that the uh, interviewee on the other side of Skype should probably have headphones on. Uh, <laughs> I had an incredible guest on this week, her name is Larissa Martin, and boy, if you don't know her... You- now, you will very shortly. She is an incredibly talented actress. Um, just a great performer. Has a one-woman show, I Killed the Cow. Uh, check it out, ikilledthecow.com. And she has a ton of other stuff going on right now. We just finished wrapping a movie where she was the main villain slash anti uh, I'll talk about that in a future episode. I had a great time shooting uh, Love Happens. And hopefully get to work with him more on the post-production uh, side. But uh, my schedule's been a little bonkers, so I haven't had quite time to focus on that. You'll hear more about that later. You'll hear more about that later. I'm getting ahead of myself. Today's episode is great. I had a brilliant time talking with Larissa. Uh, unfortunately, while we were on Skype, we had both recorded our audio. We were going to squish it together and call it a day. But Larissa didn't have headphones on. I didn't know she needed to have headphones on, and she recorded both my voice and hers. So she sounds perfect. I sound like I'm interviewing her from a tin can. Uh, I thought about doing the opposite, but hey, this episode is about her, it's for her, so I'm going to make her sound good. Y'all know what my voice sounds like, so if I'm a little tinny, it's because I fucked up. (laughs) Anywho, without further ado, hit the theme. Moved out of
1: Michigan, got a job in the city of sin white the boy with a beard of joy Hits record and lets you in Gotta take a drink if you get interrupted Don't forget that onion dip Retreat the show so his feet can stay off the ground Sit back and relax Take the conversation to the man.
2: Dean's French Onion Dip, Dean's French Onion Dip, Dean's French Onion Dip, Dean's
0: French Onion Dip. Just clicked. Sweet, okay. Alright, and I'll trim off the beginning of this um, later. But yeah, any questions before we go into it? I'll explain the rules once we get started but
2: no i kind of like the fact that i'm going into this blind it is more fun
0: i honestly so i just did a podcast well you know what we'll save it for the podcast i'll, I'll, I'll tell you about it later isn't
2: this already the podcast
0: this can be oh. hey everybody and welcome to another episode of noodling with josh we started uh before i was even ready and that's how you know it's real
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Yes, it is.
0: All right. (laughs) The uh, the mm mm-hmms of approval is the voice of Larissa Martin, today's guest. Thank you so much for waking up at the early crack of 10.30 a.m. for me. Mm Yes,
2: Saturday,
0: 10.30. It is early. It is way too early, especially for a Saturday. Any other day, that's sleeping in. But Saturday, I'm sorry. I'm very sorry.
2: I, li- I like it. I like being able to have something that I'm forced to wake up early or else I would be in bed forever.
0: I was in bed uh, way too long yesterday because I had no reason to get up except for, you know, life.
1: Exactly.
2: So I, I
0: absolutely feel you. I'm going to exactly. start doing, like, morning meetings, so I have to get out of bed.
2: They're helpful. They they force you to just start your day and then, like, fuck it, I have to start. With- Can I curse on this podcast?
0: Yeah, of course. Okay, I, ex- I earned that exposure rating a long time ago.
2: great. Fuck it, I'm just getting up now, so
0: it's helpful.
2: Oh, I'm glad we're doing well,
0: this early. Good start. Yeah, me too. Well, thank you so much, Larissa. You are the first. Um, you're the first remote podcast episode we're doing so far. Um, I love all the facial expressions for the podcast. So I appreciate that. That's more okay. just for me.
2: Yeah, I need to remember that. Tis not <laughs> live, or it is not actually going to be seen.
0: Just That's my voice. Okay. That's okay. Okay. Well. I, so, your first time being in Niddling with Josh,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, you also haven't listened to it, which hurts here, but there's a lot of podcasts out there, so I, I, I totally understand.
2: Yes. I I did not even think of it, because I thought of this as a total, we well, was like, talking to Josh Saturday morning, okay, great. And no. then I, the second that we started Skyping, I was like, oh, wait, this is an actual podcast. I should have done my research. Nah, nah, nah. Not even a little bit. But now I'm blind, so it's also more fun that way.
0: You're blind. What happened? No, blind. Blind. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going going into this blind. this blind. I was like, whoa, a lot happened in a week. Yeah, no. All right.
2: That'd be crazy.
0: Also, you figured out Skype real well, lying, so good job. Yeah. <laughs> no. so we only really have three rules to the podcast. Okay. And the first rule is... Um, well, if we're interrupted, if your phone goes off, if someone walks into the room, if someone knocks on the studio door, um, we have to take a shot.
2: Okay, do I need to have shots ready? Uh, nah. Okay, great.
0: Hopefully, well, it is 10.30 in the morning, so you never really know, but I'll, I'll use a shot of coffee uh, okay. to start.
2: Okay, me too.
0: So, um, second rule. Uh, If you listen to this from the beginning, you've heard it in the theme song. But uh, if the safe word or your auto-skip button, uh, if there's a question that you don't want to answer, if you don't have a good answer for, uh, is Dean's French Onion Dip. What?
2: Dean's French Onion Dip?
0: That's it, right there. Dean's French Onion Dip. Okay. (laughs) So for those who have listened before, they... (laughs) I've probably heard this a few times, but really I'm trying to use Dean's French Onion Dip enough that they uh, sponsor the podcast. But what (laughs) happens? (laughs) But that's kind of backfired in my face because everyone I've talked to has been super open and really understanding, and we've never used the safe word, so I don't think I'm ever going to get sponsored by Dean's French Onion Dip.
2: Oh, well then, should I use the safe word?
0: Uh, Only if you need it. Okay, great.
2: I'll think about
0: that. Dean's French
2: Onion Dip.
0: Dean's French... Oh, wink, there we go. Wink. You just going to randomly... Yeah, <laughs> randomly throw it in. I'll just randomly so, say
2: <laughs> it, but then give you a wink, and then we'll keep on going.
0: So where are you today? It's Dean's French Onion Dip. Oh, um, <laughs> shoot. That was my only question.
2: I've never I'm had not, Dean's French Onion Dip. Is it good? Why do you want them to sponsor you?
0: It's really good. It's yeah. really, really good. It's consistent. It's That's one thing that I really didn't appreciate about food until um, it started changing. The consistency in food, you ever buy something in, like, like milk. It, sometimes it's going to be real good. Sometimes it's like, okay, I got this a little past you. But, like, Dean's French Onion Dip, every single time I've gotten it, it's been exactly the same since, like, a child.
2: Hmm. Okay, I'm going to admit something. I don't think I've ever had French Onion Dip.
0: Really, ever. Not even, like... I'm trying to think about pretty, it. I don't, like, when,
2: you, when you're, it, you're saying French Onion Dip, I'm like, what the fuck is French Onion dip.
0: It's mm-hmm. dip. Made out of French <laughs> I don't really have a good ex- ex- example. So what makes what it the onions is. French? It's good. Yeah.
2: What makes the yep. onions French?
0: Um, all right, I'm going to Dean's French onion and get my own question because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, we used it. Mm. All right, and obviously, the last rule of New Little Josh is that you have to share your own episode because, as much as it's a podcast about the cool people that I know, it's also about your life, so you have to share it.
2: Will do. Do you Share f- it how, though? Like, what, what's your specifications? Eh,
0: your favorite social media channel.
2: Got
0: it. Yeah, I, I try to, um, with my very limited amount of editing that I do on these shows,
1: uh-huh.
0: it, the, it'll be up by this afternoon, so I'll, I'll okay. have a link to you real Great. soon.
1: Great. Well,
0: yeah. If you, um, I'm legally supposed to ask if you abide by these three rules, I need to continue. I was going to try to, like, do, like, the whole really fast talk. I, I can't do it. It's too early oh it's definitely am grave you need to do your own
2: vocal warm-ups
0: i do do so you do, do vocal, vocal warm-ups
2: up? yeah i do
0: all right went let's to acting, acting school vocal- you can't <laughs>
2: not go to, not, not know how to do vocal warm-ups
0: all right let's start with vocal warm-ups and then we're gonna go immediately into acting school because great walk me through a vocal warm-up
2: uh okay that, that well what what out oh here. god so many so what effect do you want to to your voice to have? Do you feel like your voice is sore right now? Do you feel like your voice is needs more resonance? Do you feel like your voice needs more top pitch? What do you feel is missing right now in your voice?
0: So I feel like I have a ton of mucus stuck in the back of my throat and like right here in my nose. Okay. Is so there anything I can do to clear that out?
2: Uh, a neti pot? <laughs> oh no, no. Shit. <laughs> Yeah, that's not vocal warm-ups. All right, listeners,
0: for the next three minutes, you're going to hear me do a neti pop. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a bunch of uncomfortable gurgling.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, sorry. But that is, I mean, you could do some vocal warm-ups, but I think that's not really going to have the best effect on you. I think you need to do a neti, or like just get in the shower and like steam.
0: Yeah, okay. All right, we're going to move this to the shower. (laughs) As the only okay. visual person in the show, I apologize in advance. That's okay. Okay. So, you have a very uh, verbose, grandiose, awesome, beautiful, loud voice. Like, is this something that you do? You do vocal warm-ups every, like, every morning? Or yeah, well, it... so,
2: went to acting school. Um, yeah. Annette Masson, um, unfortunately, she has passed, but she was my um, voice teacher there, and mm-hmm. she is a badass mamma-jamma. Um, and, yeah, so... Uh, I didn't always have more of a resonant, deeper voice. Um, yeah. But for uh, a long time, I was kind of compensating for it. So, for the listeners at home, I'm very tall. Yeah. And so I was very, compensa- tall. very tall. Very
0: tall. Very tall. How, like, I, I, how many people ask you how tall you are a day? Zero. Really? No. I have to assume it's, a it's far lower. Um,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, my go to joke is that when people ask me how tall I am, I say 4'7 on a good day. Um, so that's, that's been my standard height that I tell people I am, um, because it's constant. But anyway, point is, um, it was something that I was very self-conscious with, this is arugula, by the way, I'm eating arugula, I hope that's okay. Um,
1: not gonna stop
2: you. Um, arugula is good for your voice, too. Um, really? sorry.
1: Yeah, Um,
2: it'll get things going in your throat. Anyway, um, so, very self-conscious about my height and just being, um, so much taller than everyone and so much taller than every boy that I knew and just wanted to saw all these girls dating and that like they got that because they seemed more feminine and they got that because they seemed like they just like had this girlish quality about them and I from the exterior so clearly was like oh I'm so much more with the boys and I was like hang out with boys I had a brother so I always wanted to like, yeah. be with the boys. Yep. Anyway. Um, so I overcompensated to the nth degree and pitched my, I was talking up here all the time and I was like, hi, I'm Larissa. Oh, this is where I talk. Boy. And this is just who I am. And I'm just up here. And it was treacherous. Um, Yum. and so then lovely and Masson one day, um, in acting school, pulled me aside. It's like, so, I know that that's not where your voice actually stands.
0: What's your real voice? <laughs> What's your real voice <laughs> and we're going to
2: find it. And she was so sweet to me that she spent so much extra time on me because it wasn't private lessons or anything. It was a class setting. Yeah. We, we were in a BFA all together and it was a class setting and so she just took extra time with me and gave me private lessons for free essentially and we did all these crazy exercises like walking around the room with like a chair over my head like, oh, Oh, ooh, and like making all these like guttural sounds and it was crazy but um she had me find my book that's and actually had me find where I actually sit and um yeah forever indebted to her
0: wow that's incredible that so okay so it, she helped you not only get over the fact that you are a gorgeous tall woman but it was more just like getting comfortable with yourself too
2: yeah totally And I mean, voice work is something that's always fascinating to me just because it's, like, so much of your personality and who you feel you are sits in that and how much that you identify with. Like, just, we hold so much of just, like, this is my voice and this is, I'm not going to change it because this is how I sound and this is how I talk and this is what I hold into me. Like, without naming names, I know there was one girl in a class above me who had a very distinct voice that worked very much against her character. And she, oh, was, no. she okay. just would not change it due to the fact that... Oh, that's an interruption. Ah.
0: It's on call. No, um, wow, that's, that's a well-recorded interruption. Totally up to you if you want me to take a shot this early.
2: I'm taking a, shot, I'm have, taking a shot of coffee.
0: Oh, well. I'll take two shots of Fireball for the both of us.
2: You're at whoa! Oh, God.
1: It's 11 a.m. <laughs> oh, it's not even. <laughs> oh
2: no. Yeah, that may happen more often because I'm in I'm in a home. I'm staying at my friend's home in Jersey before I can um, move into my new place on Monday, in New York, and so they have a landline, like a real landline. What? I know, because they're family friends. So they're older. They're a bit older, and um, okay. so they have a landline and. They never answer the landline, so we discuss the answering machine. Uh, they're not, right. they're not home right well, now, too. So I'm not going to answer the landline. So no,
0: well, actually, you you should next time it rings and just do the whole like <laughs> blank residence, Larissa speaking. How can right. I can help you. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: anyway, um, thank you for taking the shot for me. Yeah. Oh, that sorry.
2: Was intense.
0: <sighs> yeah. Saturday morning. That's a lot for a Saturday morning. Anyways, I really want to come back to voices because I I have some more questions about Uh that. I I feel like, as an actress, that's probably one of your biggest tools.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: And I have to imagine that also you have to have the total comfort with your body
2: Mm -hmm. in
0: order to have complete control over it on camera.
2: Totally, yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay, we're going to come back to that because I want to know more about that. And I want to see... How, you know, I'd love to act one day, but I'm still uncomfortable with facets of myself. Like, is that something I need to get over or should I hold on to that? But let's come back to that. Quick. Let's end with that. Circle back. Let's end with everyone's uncomfortable. How do you make yourself feel better? Yeah. So I feel like you're a good person to dig into that with. But I want to start at the beginning. Larissa, where are you from? Uh-huh. Let's just do the quick easies. Where are you from? What do you do? Where would you study? Great. So
2: I'm going to stop you right there because I hate the question, where are you from?
1: Yep, um, yep.
0: I, and the reason I asked that, the only reason I asked that very specific question is because I watched a live stream in which you ranted for a while on why you hate that question. so I wanted to hear, I wanted watch. to hear that again.
2: What live stream did you watch?
0: Uh, there's one that Caitlin was doing on the oh. last day of shooting. Oh. You guys were outside, <laughs> you were hitting someone in the face with a board. <laughs> I
2: didn't... And, she, I, I, and Caitlin
0: yeah. asked you the question, where are you from? And you went off. And I was like, ooh, I want that.
2: Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. go for it, go for I it. I didn't, even, I didn't even know she was recording that. Um, she didn't get my promotion. Oh, yeah. That
0: was um, live stream, baby. Yeah,
2: live stream, that, live. Yeah. So, um, where are you from? The reason why I hate this question, and I may be biased about it because I I cannot answer it with one thing. Sure. There is no I'm one first. place. So I may be biased and like other people who are like, I grew up in Kansas and I've lived in Kansas yeah. my whole life, which is like have a different perception of it. But it's where are you from and what do you do are the two questions you always ask when you meet someone new. Where are you from? What do you do? And I find that's the most like basic way of just like taking down a human to their base level. Where are you from? What do you do? Like, what excites you? What places have you gone that you enjoy seeing? Etc. Yeah. Like, Etc. Et but further on on where you're from, it's just like I don't th- I don't think where you're from can actually really be the best way to get to know a person when you're first getting to know them. True. And I would so rather Ask like, where are the places that have shaped you to the person you've become today? Like, yeah. what are the places that have? Because where you're from always elicits like, oh, uh, one place. Where are you from? Yeah. Went to high school in New Jersey. Um, and then you
0: automatically create an idea of like, someone oh, based on that. So
2: you're from Jersey. Well, no, not from Jersey. I went to high school in Jersey. Yeah. I'm Not from there. And um, then you automatically oh, so they're a Jersey person. They're like this, and they put the, I put them in my box, and then they can stay in my box. And it's just it frustrates me so much of our need for boxes and our yeah. need for just like putting people into boxes and um that then then we're fine and then we don't have to investigate any further, yeah and so yeah, and so my tactic is either I will go off on a rant if I feel comfortable with the person, and I like where you ask me where you're from, and I'm like, well, no, we're gonna talk about this now. <laughs> if, if if I feel comfortable with the person, but I get that I can't do that all the time. Some people just want to ask, just like small talk, or at a party, where are you from? And I'm not about to like pour the champagne glass over their head and be like, ah. Um, but uh, everyone at parties
0: appreciates that. Yeah, so exactly,
2: thank you. Exactly, exactly. So my classic answer that I give now is that. Um, well, I'm first generation, my parents are from Germany, but then I was born in San Francisco, then spent childhood in Jersey, then went to school in Michigan, and now I live in New York. That's my sen- one-sentence answer that I give now.
0: that's, so good. that's where I, I'm
2: from.
0: I, I feel like the reason people ask that question is, so, I, like you said, they can put you neatly in a box, but they can also organize people in their lives based on, like, importance mm-hmm. i guess or it's almost like what can this person give me based on what they do and where they're from yeah. it's it, it, it it's it has a bunch of subliminal reasons why people ask those questions yeah. it's also a super easy thing for someone else to answer i feel like a lot of people who ask that question are waiting for you to ask that question
2: wait, of them. wait what do
0: you mean i feel like if someone says where are you from and what do you do they're also wanting you to ask them the same question Okay. I feel like it's a safe answer because you can't really mess it up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So people don't mind asking it, knowing that they're going to be asked that in return. Or they're trying to show something off.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, like, if someone asks me, like, where am I from, what do I do? I'll give them a super short one-liner, like, born in Michigan, raised in Vegas, and I'm a publicist. Okay. And then I, let, I ask them, and then they undoubtedly always have a much longer answer.
2: Okay
0: anyways that, that, that's my experience i, I totally yeah. get where you're coming from yeah, no, but I, think such
2: a... I, I agree but i also think that it's just we've been trained to these are the questions that we just ask and there's just like on route we just kind of like do it and we don't stop to think about like what is a question that i could ask that's still simple that still isn't gonna like dive deep into like what happened to your childhood but like could still just let allow me to get to know this person on more less of a small talk level because where we I'm shouldn't from, just
0: start there what we shouldn't start we just shouldn't start all conversations with childhood trauma and then you know <laughs> we'll have a lot of cathartic moments at parties if we went there
2: yeah I mean that's where I like to go so
0: yeah um, hi my name is Josh and I would like to know your saddest moment
2: <laughs> yeah I mean I, I do like to go there but that's me and that's a whole different uh, tangent but point is that like no, you do not need to go into your childhood trauma or anything like that. But, like, why not ask them, like, what's the place that you've traveled that's inspired you the most?
0: Okay. That was that, that was my next question for you is, is, is what's a good alternative for those listening?
2: I, th- who, I, think, um, I think that question, like, where are you from? Like, okay, so I might be born in San Francisco, but San Francisco might yeah. not be the place that, like, has inspired me. I may feel yeah. far more like a... Um, Spaniard that I like went to Spain this one time and was like, oh my god, I feel like this is the place that has really inspired me, has changed me, has made me feel like a different human, and why? Just the culture, the blah, 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 whatever it is about it. And so I think like, that's what I'm curious about when I get to know people, not where are you from, where were you forced to come into this world, and you were forced to go to school too, because you had parents who were doing that, or you were in some kind of system that was doing that, whatever it is, but oh, then one time I, I was living in Kansas, but then I went over to Nebraska, and boy, Nebraska felt great.
0: Okay, all right. So tell me about more. Yeah. So then, what what places inspired you the most?
2: Mm, Berlin, Germany.
0: Yeah. Um. <laughs> you said you said your parents are from Germany.
2: They are from Hamburg, Germany. Very um, cool. <laughs> recently, Wasta, South Dakota.
0: Really. <laughs> I mean, it's beautiful, and it's an open area, so yeah. I feel like, literally, you have to find yourself, because no one else is there. Yeah.
2: Uh, recently, Wasta, South Dakota, um, New York. Yeah. And
0: I've only ever done New York on, like, a flurry of travel. Mm-hmm. I never actually went a week and just did local stuff, and I feel like if I did that, it would totally change my opinion on New York. Yeah. I don't have a high opinion right now.
2: Yeah. Okay. Um, I take back Wasta. Wasta was fun, but it was—that's more of a creative answer. I'll leave it at Berlin and New York.
0: Okay. I, I mean, still, it's Berlin and New York. Those are both incredible. So, all right, let's let's get to that second horrible question that you love so much. What do you do?
2: <laughs> I don't hate this one so much. Um, what I do, I'm an actor. Yeah. Um, and a badass actor. Actor, writer and now also becoming more of a theater educator. And mm-hmm. um, my one-woman show that tours, that uses humor and metaphor to talk about sexual assault.
0: Yeah, the mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, Sexfluencer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, am I saying that right? It's sexfluencer? Sexfluencer, hmm I love that. I yeah. uh, love that, I love that. We're gonna talk about that in a second. But um, what, what got you into acting? What like Was it from day one as a child, or was it?
2: Yeah, well, I have a very boring story about it. I was in fourth grade, Yeah.
0: Um,
2: was put into a production of Pocahontas, oh. played Grandmother Willow as a, what am I that age, 11-year-old, 10-year-old? Um,
0: was it because you were tall? Yeah, probably, made, probably. That's why they made you the tree? So that,
2: that could be the tree. Yeah, probably that's what it was. Um, and then ever since then, I've just been doing it. <laughs> oh, I love it.
0: Yeah. My, my first was Prince Charming, right? My, my, and
2: what show is my, Prince Charming? Prince
0: Charming, I feelings never uh, I was Prince Charming, uh, Cinderella. Yeah, oh, Prince yeah. Charming's kind of an album. Oh. But uh, Cinderella.
1: Mm.
0: It was my, the kids I grew up with and our parents put on a little play. Yeah, so that, that totally got me into acting. But and how Since then? then, oh boy, uh, probably second or third grade.
2: Okay.
0: Like, young enough to not get the whole like, oh, I get to kiss a cute girl. Uh-huh. So I'm, I'm assuming that's like third or fourth grade.
2: Okay. Solid. Yep. Same age.
0: So so since then it's just been nonstop all the way through college or, and that's what you studied. Or...
2: Yeah. Um. I know. Yeah. It's a very again boring story that there was no like light bulb moment. It was really just. I, mean, I guess there was a light bulb moment, but I was ten. It was like, yep. oh wow, this is fun. I like this. And then just getting more and more into it, and um, <laughs> I do have a funny story associated with, like, with Pocahontas, though. Um, so again, German parents, yep. um, and so very um, the stereotypes are somewhat true. What you have in your head of German parents are true of them being very stringent, and very this must done this, an and organized, and on time, and blah blah blah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, yeah. Especially
2: for my dad, more. But um,
0: I didn't know that I had those in my head until you said that. Because yeah. I, I was like, oh, yeah, Germans. Oh, wait, what? Everyone okay, has stereotype. Okay, I do know that. Stereotype.
2: Hey. But everyone has those stereotypes for a lot of people, and, like, stereotypes are the worst, but they also are, s- they're based in somewhat kind of reality. Um, if
0: if an intense Asian mom is a tiger mom, what's an intense Asian, or what's an intense German parent?
2: Uh, I don't think there's a word for it. Just... Okay. German. It's just how they are. All right, yeah, no, there it is. Just German. Um, yeah, it. yeah. But so anyway, so um, and also it's like a very um, big thing about Germans that is just like a big culture shock in America is that Germans just like say how they feel always. Yeah. Like there is no kind of um, like oh I'm the vein this behind like oh I want to make sure that Josh's feelings aren't hurt and oh I don't want I want to make sure that I find like the right time or oh I just like I don't know if I have the right place to say this. It's like no, I feel this, I'm gonna say this. And then everyone's yeah. kinda like, oh yeah, I feel this too. Uh, okay, cheers. Okay, we're done. And like, that's yeah. just like how it goes. But anyway, so Pocahontas, right, fourth grader. And like, I was not good. I'm a fourth grader. I'm Grandmother the Widow, like, ha ha la 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 la. I don't even know what the song is, but point is, not good. And my mom sits me down in the car afterwards and she's like, so yeah, um, you're not good. You might wanna try, think about singing lessons.
1: <laughs> wow. Okay. Well. And I was like, "Thanks, mom." I was
2: like, "Ooh, <laughs> I guess I will." But then the thing that I've loved about that is that ever since, like, she will tell me when I'm not good, and she will tell me when I'm good, and I know that it's
0: the truth. Yeah. You know, and that's got to be helpful she, to have parents that don't pull the bunches, yeah, so you know she, exactly she was where to. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Both of them too. Like they were never the people, and they were never the stage parents, and so that's the thing that has really been cool about this I've always wanted to do this and I found this when I was in fourth grade and I was like this is amazing this is what I love is that I never had parents who were like okay we'll book her singing lessons and then we'll book her dance classes and then she'll go to this like um, fun little mixer of all the other teens who are trying to go into college for acting like etc etc they're like no we're going to sit at home and if you want to do that like go out and do Do it and have fun and so like figure out a way how to do it like great and so they're always like okay you're not good. You might want to think about singing lessons. Go figure out how to get singing lessons. And I was like, yeah. okay, I will. Got it. Okay. Ah, singing lessons. And then that's kind of been, that's been instilled in me from a very young age of just like, if you want to do it, figure out a way how to do it. And I think that's been a very helpful thing moving forward of not having stage parents and not having people who were very supportive, very kind people. But not having people who were like, oh my god, you're so good. And you, yeah, like, you killed but... that as a fourth grader grandmother Willow. Like, no. No fourth grader kills it as grandmother Willow. None. <laughs> Does not exist. <laughs> Impossible.
0: I mean, I'm, I'm just picturing a little four, like a fourth grader literally just dialing the phone and calling and being like, do you have any availability on Tuesday? <laughs> like, just totally like, uh, who am I talking to? just like all the receptionists that were like I think I'm talking to a kid can I take this credit card <laughs> alright yeah,
2: yeah, yeah I mean I think so I, I, definitely, point... I, I forget now exactly how I bo- I guess I did have to go through my parents eventually because yeah I did not have a credit card 4th grade but um, I forget how it then came about because I found my voice teacher for a long time Betsy Haley who's amazing and um I guess I must have like been to like okay mom I want to do this and then because like I don't I didn't know how to use the internet at that point did I
0: in the fourth grade no it probably no. wasn't a very good internet yeah
2: and so like I don't know how that I actually found Betsy Haley but then somehow I was like I want to do this let's find Betsy Haley and then I guess my mom must have helped me then because obviously like she must have paid for it yeah I didn't I don't have money as a fourth grader
0: I wouldn't say that that's I mean you're an ambitious person but that would have been. That'd have been a stretch. I was like,
2: yeah. I got savings. I got a one k
0: <laughs> No one, yeah. No one else is playing with stocks as a fourth grader?
2: What'd you
0: say? No one else is playing with stocks as a fourth grader?
2: Wait,
0: what? I don't get this. It was a horrible joke. Just okay. let it go. Okay. Please oh. don't make me repeat it. <laughs> I'm, I'm already embarrassed. I don't want to repeat no, I'm, I'm just going to eat my So, robot. Was there, I. You've eaten a small rabbit's worth.
2: Oh, I eat bags of arugula.
0: (laughs) I'm I'm going to buy a bag of arugula next time and just cold hand it into my mouth.
2: It's good. Next
0: time, just to try it.
2: Okay, so arugula is the best green there is because, first of all, it has so much flavor, just as it is. Yeah. And it's so good for you. It's just so good for your vocal health because it's activating so much stuff inside of you.
0: I feel like uh, big kale. And big lettuce are going to come after you if you're Mm -hmm. spouting off the good stuff about arugula.
2: Well, those are good too, but I can't eat those raw.
0: No, no. Nobody can. Yeah. Arugula. Arugula. All day,
2: every day. Get me a bag of it, and I'm just going to munch on it like chips. It's great.
0: (laughs) All right. I'm going to try it. I will let everyone else know how it is. Uh Take that back. I'm not going to do it. It doesn't sound great. (laughs) It's just... (laughs) I'm just watching you eat little leafy greens. So, was there ever a point... Was there ever a point in which you were just like, you know what, maybe I don't want to be an actor? Or is it always been since fourth grade, like, yeah, this is it?
2: Um,
0: I know I'm asking, that was a very polite way to say, have you ever doubted yourself? And if so, why? No, no I
2: know, I know exactly what you were asking, <laughs> and that's why I'm thinking. I mean, doubted myself, of course, I've doubted myself, but, sure. Um,
0: I, the, I I guess the reason why I asked this the okay. reason why I asked this is because any type of um, art okay. well, really any type of art any type of content creation if we're gonna go that big mm-hmm. it, it, it has a certain level of risk in which you're gonna create some content mm-hmm. people are either gonna love it or they're gonna hate it and then you're gonna have to Take that information and then move forward. And whether you're making a podcast, whether you're trying to paint, whether you're an actor, actress, whether you're, you know, trying to make music, Mm -hmm. there's always that, like, fear moment where it's, like, you're stepping over the line and you're putting stuff out there and then it's, like, that moment of terror that, like, pauses a lot of people from even starting sometimes. Mm -hmm. They're just, like, what Mm -hmm. if I'm bad? What if this doesn't work and what if no one likes it? Mm -hmm. I have to imagine that at least... Uh, from someone who I mean podcasting is nowhere near acting I mm-hmm. can edit and I can turn off at any point but like I feel like at least even for me there's a I always have a moment of pause before I upload because what if everyone hates me after this like and I feel like as an actor you have to go through that like daily yes so how do you fight that how do you fight that like
2: Doing it more yeah okay honestly I mean like the the truth of the matter is the f- fact that I um no longer feel that because I do that every single day and um, I think the only way to get over that fear because that fear is totally legit and that fear is totally something that still like even in the back of my mind is still kind of feel but the only way to get better at something is practice, practice, practice and so just like going into three auditions in one day where every time you walk in there you have to put yourself out there and then have to leave and take it all away and doing that consistently and, um, yeah, and making, creating your own work and just putting it out there and then having people consistently say, "You, oh, no, I don't like this. Oh, no, it's not for me. Oh, no, it's not good enough or it's not for my company or whatever. And hearing that over and over again, having to take that and just have to move on and find the next thing. And yeah. obviously, like, sometimes you do need to take some critique, if someone is offering critique, actual sure. feedback sure. into consideration, of course. But for the most part, it's just, like, yeah, doing it over and over again, and then all of a sudden realizing, like, oh yeah, I've built up a pretty thick skin now. Yeah, I think it's just practice.
0: Do you still have memories of like your your best or your worst audition, mm. or is that something that like you take it, you absorb the feeling, and you just forget it?
2: Mm. I thought of, I've, I've had this question asked of me before, and um, I mean, best audition is a combobulation in my head of just, like, good auditions where I was just, like, in it, and I was there, and I was present, and yeah. that's a good audition. If you are present and you're able to just, like, take notes in the moment, and you're able to, if they offer you notes, mm-hmm. and you're able to just be in the moment, act off the other person if there's a reader involved, um, or just not present a monologue in any stock way, is a good audition.
0: Yeah.
2: And... Yeah, I wish I had a better answer for your own bad audition. I wish I had some story where like I shot myself in the audition room, but I don't. <laughs> I oh. wish I wish I do. But... Really? Yeah, that'd be so fun. That'd be like a good story to tell. Curse like, yourself. <laughs> no, like I feel like no, whatever. If I, if that happens, then I'll like make a joke of it, and it'll be a great audition because then they'll love me because they're like, oh yeah, she's so real. <laughs> You're like, oh, wait. This
0: is the first time it happened. That's amazing. Not What's yet. been the dumbest piece of advice you've gotten from an audition?
2: Advice because I room. have to
0: imagine you have a lot of people there who, who obviously know what they're talking about and they've seen hundreds of other, you know, actors that day. But, like, what's like the piece of advice where you've been like, no, <laughs> mm, uh,
2: like advice in the room,
0: yeah, sure, or or after, where someone's been like, I wish you were shorter, and you're just like, well, can't fix that. by...
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess that like I've had I've had that told to me before, um, but but to be very honest, I don't really have I, I could spew something out right now. i like, oh yeah, someone has told me I wish you were shorter. I'm like, yeah, sure, that has happened, but I don't really recall that because to be if it's unhelpful advice, I take yeah. it and I put it out, and it, it's yeah, just not even in my wrong. brain, and it's not even like an active place in my brain because I think like the biggest part of I've doing this and doing this consistently is like when you hear that bad advice being like mm-hmm yeah, yeah I agree with yep. you uh-huh totally and just letting it wash over you and just go out the other way Yeah, because if oh, if, you, if I'm storing that bad advice and if right now I could tell you like oh yeah this time someone told me I was too tall and this time yeah. someone told me I was too I had too much of a deep voice and then this time someone told me I had too much of a high voice and then this time so if I like had those things just screw them out to you right now like on November 11th in 2017 like Yeah, I would. I would not. I I could not. I could not keep on doing this if I if I could say that to you right now. And I think if anyone has that in their brain and they have that like actively in their brain, the front part of the brain, thinking about like, oh yeah, on November 11th and then on November 13th and then on November 14th, like, you need to work on yourself before you can keep on going in this industry because that's going to happen all the time. That happens every day.
0: But I don't. I don't
2: actively store that anymore because I would. Good. I I feel like that's a healthy response. I would be crazy if I actively store that.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh, okay, alright. So good, I'm glad you're healthy, I'm glad you're letting the arugula. positive stick. That's it, it's, it's, it's arugula. Okay, arugula- it. arugula's going to
2: sponsor you instead of the, what's the thing, French Onion Dip?
0: Dean's French Onion Dip? Yeah,
2: arugula's going to call you up and be like, yo, we want to sponsor this podcast.
0: <laughs> we'll send you big bags of arugula's <laughs> payment.
2: Yeah, I don't know how, no, I don't know how arugula would sponsor you, maybe like Dole, one of those companies that makes a bunch of lettuces.
0: I, hey, if they pay me in bananas, I'm okay with that.
2: Yeah.
0: I love a banana. Uh
1: huh.
0: But I just see them, like, backing up a truck with just giant <laughs> hail bags of. You know. <laughs> P- please, please take this back. <laughs> I don't want any of this arugula. Send you know it what? To Deliver me. it to New York. Send it to me. Yeah. I have a six foot tall rabbit who would really, really like this yep. giant truck yep. of arugula.
2: Yep,
0: yep, yep. So, all right. I'm gonna ask a fun question that I haven't asked in a while. Woo! Um, how how did you meet me?
2: How did I meet you on a film set last Yay. two weeks ago, or last week, or yeah, two weeks ago?
0: Oh wow! Yeah, two weeks ago. Mhm.
2: Mhm.
0: That's a question I've asked some people, and some people have given me very surprising answers. So I'm glad I already knew the answer to this one. Why? Oh,
2: how? What do you mean? Like you didn't remember? Oh, I met you at that yeah. party. I'm like, oh damn, yep. you were at that party.
0: Yeah, no, it'd be like, yeah, we met, we were walking, you know, through the halls of work, and I saw you, and we talked, and I was like, yeah, yep. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I had a very different first memory. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, so on, on, a, on a film set, Love Happens,
1: uh-huh.
0: it was um, starring the, my favorite word, incomparable Caitlin Burt. Yes, Caitlin Burt. And Russell Martin. Amazing. Yeah, you two are easily top-billed. Uh, well, she's top top. <laughs> she's never yeah, she's in every goddamn scene. The film's <laughs> amazing. She, I, I thought she did that cra- So there, and, and for everyone who's listening right now, Love Happens. It'll be just finished shooting like a week ago, and it's gonna go through a long editing phase. So you'll hear me talk about it a shit ton before it actually comes out. But it, it stars Caitlin Bird, who's been on this podcast, now Larissa Martin, and I'm gonna go through and hopefully interview the director and a couple other people who were a part of the shoot. Uh, it was a ton of fun. But um, I, I just want really quick to paint this picture, and I'll probably use it as the image for your podcast episode, if that's okay. okay but we'll I, I grabbed this shot of, uh, without giving too much away, because the movie's going to be worth seeing. Um, it's a ROM horror. Not a ROM com, a ROM horror. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that how you describe mm-hmm. it? Okay, I good. Too.
0: So um, there's this moment where our um, heroine and our anti-hero are beating people up together, and there's just shot of this alley of them coming down, and Larissa has a oh, giant two-by-four, sure. and Caitlin has this hockey stick, and I just grabbed it at the perfect moment where, like, Larissa's in this giant, like, superhero, like pose like don't fuck with me and Caitlin is terrified hiding behind the hockey it's just it's one of these shots that like as soon as I grabbed it I was like oh this is something itself so like
2: well question though (laughs) I I may not understand podcast logic but why did you have to not really describe the picture if they've already seen it if they've clicked on this podcast and they're listening at this point
0: didn't think about that (laughs) So the picture that says the cover for this episode that but if you, you look down at your phone and the photo this that you've seen to you've click on, on this the look button just describing to you. That's <laughs> it's a great photo. Just look at it. I don't know why I took so much time to describe. It was you know what? I was describing it for me. I like that photo so it really much. was. I think it was, and not. it was such like a random good photo. I wasn't even like. I just I grabbed it and I looked at my phone and I was like, "Oh shit,
1: mm. that's real good."
0: Mm. Mm. <sighs> God damn it! <laughs> this is why I shouldn't do a ten thirty podcast followed by an eleven a.m. shot. Um, yeah, seriously. I mean,
2: two fireball <laughs> shots. I just got coffee and arugula. Sponsor of yeah. arugula.
0: Newman and Josh now, unfortunately, sponsored by arugula.
2: Unfortunately, <laughs> fortunately.
0: What would I do with a truck full of arugula?
2: Send it to Larissa, or eat it and have a great life.
0: All right, I'll take half, and I'll send the other half to you. Great. For getting me big arugula. Great. Okay. Anyways, everybody, look at the picture that's attached to this. <laughs> to, oh, it's, it's a good photo, and it, it just it it's such like a good versus anyways i'm gonna keep describing this photo until everyone's looked at their phone which i'm assuming is by now um it was a great photo it Mm -hmm. was a really fun shoot Mm -hmm. um uh, uh, i cannot wait to see it done completed and edited and watch you kick some serious ass
2: yeah yeah there were a lot of on one the last day we had we filmed three scenes in succession that were all scenes where I was like, and I beat up that person and I beat up that person and I beat up that person. And, um, it was fun to film them all in one day. Was, cause some of them are in order, but, um, yeah, some of them aren't in the film. And so to, um, had them all in succession, and then there were people walking by They were like, What the fuck is going on?
0: What right hey, is going on? This woman
2: is beating over, right? somebody with a 2x4. No, beating people with a 2x4. That's mm-hmm. fun too because movie magic, like a lot of times we weren't actually beating each other up. It was just the way that the camera was angled that it looked like yeah. I was then smacking someone over the face. But yeah. so a lot of times it's like there's two feet of distance in between us, and I'm just like, <laughs> bat- battering them with this 2x4, and they're like, nothing's happening to them.
0: And you're, and you're nowhere near them. Nowhere near them. It's just the them. camera shot. But it's just it's the camera building. shot. That, like,
2: they like, flip their face at the same time that I come yep. by with my 2x4. And then it looks like they're getting battered. So a little bit of movie magic there.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it. It, um, yeah. I, so I don't know what it's going to be rated. There's a couple F-bombs. So I think it's going to be R. Because you're only, what, allowed one, one uh, fuck in a PG-13? Don't
2: ask me. I know nothing about ratings. So.
0: I think it's going to be R for strong language and murder, <laughs> and
2: murder,
0: yeah, and just cold blooded murder.
2: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. It was fun though. So for to kind of set the scene because I don't have a picture of this to kind of set the scene of like what it was like shooting Love Happens. It was very, it was very bootstrapped. It was mm-hmm. uh, funded through a Kickstarter for film called mm-hmm. Seed and Spark. Um, it included the entire cast and some crew staying in an Airbnb for 10 days, Uh uh, of Uh which I got to experience four of. Uh And I I got, like, the middle four. I got, like, everyone is still excited about being here, four. And then, like, I feel like I've left, and then it was just, it's got to be really difficult to keep up that energy for 12-hour shoots and then six hours sleep and then another 12-hour shoot. Yeah. How did it feel? I, at least when I talked to Caitlin afterwards, she said she slept for two days. How did you <laughs> – uh, unfortunately, you had to hop into your car and go, but, like, have you yeah. had a chance to breathe since shooting?
2: Uh, sort of. I mean, I think I had a bit of an easier hand because I was not having 12-hour days every day because all my scenes were at night. So um, That's
0: right. You did have an 8.30 p.m. call time.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I had <laughs> – the earliest call time I had was one day I had a noon call time, and that was the one day where I was in a bunch of um, day scenes, and then I had a yeah. noon call time, and then I was there till um, midnight, or something like that. so that was my one 12-hour day, but I yeah. believe that was my only 12-hour day. I think it was, because then every other day it was like, 9.45 p.m. call time, or 7 p.m. call time, and I was like, hmm, this
0: is a very easy life I'm living here. I like here. this.
2: <laughs> I like yeah. this. And so For
0: comparison, I think, everyone else had a 10am call time.
2: Yeah, I think I think I definitely did need some time to just recuperate afterwards because it was a lot of just like everyone being on top of each other in this Airbnb yeah. and um, also just wanting to be with the entire um, cast and also help Caitlin out and so... Um, it being a bit more intense, yeah, for sure. But I think I had a bit of an easier hand than Caitlin because Caitlin was 12-hour days every day. All day, every day. And I had a bit of an easier time than that. So definitely not the – I did not need two days of sleep. Um, but I did need a bit of just, like, relaxation
0: afterwards. Okay, so. so I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and pitch this this podcast episode idea idea I just had. Uh-huh. What we should do is you, me, and Caitlin uh-huh. do like a three way Skype call, uh-huh. or even she could be here, and then we on air write a short based on. Now, remember when we were sitting at the table talking about uh-huh. what a movie of this experience would be like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like like the real world, uh-huh. and then there's there's a twist. Uh-huh. We should have like a brainstorm slash storyboard session that we record. Great.
2: I'm into it. And just
0: put up and then we like, hey, here's the brainstorming and then we could release the script when we're done and crowdsource like responses to it. Love it. To the script. Mm-hmm. And then we'll shoot whatever it is and then there we go. We had
2: you know, there. a
0: twenty minute short based on a podcast. I'm there. So
2: Yeah. It's fun just like <laughs> I always term them as summer camp for adults. These, that's what it felt like yeah, oh but, boy But these, that's really what it felt like yeah totally but these festivals in general like I this past summer have been touring my one woman show for a while and been going to a bunch of festivals for it and they're always summer camp for adults and it's just so crazy how much I
1: loved it how
2: much summer camp is just something that feeling of summer camp like oh my god we're best friends and we're so close for two weeks and then and
0: then Goodbye. Uh-huh.
2: Um, it's something that, oh no, it's so innate in us that we like that, that we have this really close community and a given community. I think that's one of the big yeah. things that like community is one of the hardest things to foster in life and um, having a community just like handed to you that yeah. here you go, here's this one house that's already set that you all can live in mm-hmm. and here are 10 people that like hopefully you'll get along with and you'll just be here for a little bit And then if you start getting frustrated with them, you can go away. They're gone. (laughs) But yeah, but I think it's just, I think it really comes down to the fact that community is such an innate need as humans. Oh, yeah. It's so really difficult as an adult to foster real community that, like, when you are then, like, the last time you really have it is in college. Then in college, it's kind of given to you, yep. um, but then also I think for me specifically, I had a really intense community feeling in college because we were in this BFA program where you're given yep. your community and these are your friends, here's your yep. little group, and you can branch out from that, but then you already have your set community. And because you're
0: acting with them, you're working you're, with you're them. You're in every single class, every single yep. day with them.
2: Those yep. other 18 people. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, and then when you leave that, you um, actually foster community is so hard. So when you're given a summer camp for adult setting, it's, it feels so magical because you think, oh my God, finally I have this community again that I didn't have to do any work for. I didn't have to remember Just, to yeah. like, schedule the book club and schedule the party and schedule yep. the gathering and sch- like all this crap.
0: So. that's a really good point it really was it, it was yeah summer came for adults because we were staying up till two three in the morning like talking and drinking, drinking and just yeah. hanging out uh-huh. and having some really deep conversations for people that you've known for 24 48 hours uh-huh. and it's like uh-huh. yeah no, it, yeah. it's fun it felt good yeah but yeah it's really it's, that's a big
2: thing it felt good it's this really cra- craving that we all want this feeling of oh yeah I have my group and I'm set with my group
0: and I have, yeah. I have this camaraderie surrounding me great so and now that we've wrapped it's like I'm, I'm still sending you know, like Angela and Hannah like those cheap old houses and I'm just like I can't tell if I'm ignore- like annoying them with my friendship or like you and like I was just or Jackie I'm just like can we still be friends after
1: this <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah.
0: I, know, I know we just hung out in the house for four days, but you're mm-hmm. a cool person. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think that's one of the biggest things, that then, like, you leave the summer camp for adults, but then the yeah. same is how in summer camp functions, then, like, okay, if this is a person that I really want to be in my community, then now comes the hard part where you have to put in the freaking work. And it's not just, oh, I come home every day to my house, and these people are just around me. Great! Yeah. Now now you actually have to be, okay, when can you get on the phone? When can yep. you come to the place that I'm living in? When can we see each other again?
0: Yeah. My entire life has been waiting for a moment in which I have a community like the TV show Friends, where someone just bursts in my front door or whatever. Like, I, Seinfeld, Friends, uh, Frasier, it's just they're filled of communities of people who just walk in each other's front doors yeah. and I've always wanted that ish
1: <laughs>
0: I've always wanted the ability to lock the door but I've always loved the, like the idea of just like I'm doing something and my friends walk in and we do something together and then my friends walk out yeah, yeah, and like yeah. friends definitely fucked up the idea of like I'm always going to have this community and now I'm like in Ann Arbor by myself and i just like shit uh-huh. <laughs> all my community's over there
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's, it's funny, too, how, um, how that's something that's so strived for, to just have that. Because Friends is summer camp for adults, too. Yeah. You know, yeah. the fact that it just happened to be that they got two apartments in the same building right across from each other in New York City like, in downtown, like, okay, sure, like, that just it happens. happens. The time, right?
0: There's there's a ton of cheap housing in New yeah, York. Right yeah, like, totally. And
2: job. also just like, yeah, I can get this apartment, that apartment's totally going to be free next door. And that that is even possible um, is the idea of summer camp for adults. And so it's so cool and just crazy to think about how much that idea is really put upon us, that that's yeah. something to strive for and um, crave. And And... Yeah. Um, yeah, Friends is a great example of of how just, the, how their housing set up. Which is, isn't it like they have two apartments next door and then there's one apartment in another building?
0: Yeah, Ross is like across the street. Like across, the,
2: across the street, but then yeah. they have in one building on the same floor right next to each other. And they can just like, go yeah. into that person's room and they have this big like communal setting that this community is so important and that that exists and then we strive for it, but it's just so hard to actually... And, almost impossible to create that in real life when all the real adult things come the way of just how much is that apartment is that apartment even available that person's been living for 20 years how do we get them to move out okay what apartment can we find okay we're over here but i don't want to move to brooklyn but i do and etc etc etc
0: i so i uh the the way that i the way that I foster that community and, and then the way that I kind of look at like who should be a part of my community, because we all build our own communities and we all have ideas of who should be in, it, uh, in our own heads. And, and, and then the way I do it is um, I think about my company. Mm-hmm. If I were to start a company... And if I was a CEO, like, who would I hire and what would they do? Mm-hmm. And if the person fits into a role that, like, I would, like, if I just became a billionaire tomorrow, mm-hmm. like, one of the first things that I would do is I'd start a company and I'd buy, like, an entire apartment building so I could just fill it with my friends and then my company would just be the amazing contacts I'd made. And Larissa, <laughs> you're easily going to be, like, either, you know, chief chief motivational officer mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. It, it's something along the lines of just, like, spokesperson, um, but yeah, no. Yeah. So I, I yeah, I, I do a similar thing where I just I kind of like if I had the ability to create a company or buy an apartment building, just fill it with my friends.
2: Yeah, totally. Well,
0: you know what would it be and what would they do? And I have this whole list in my. I'll have to find it somewhere yeah. one day and yeah, then read it.
2: But it's true. Like you need that one person to actually create summer camp for adults in reality. You need a person to really be the instigator, to yep. be the person, the organizer, the leader, the type yeah. A person who is in the ideal world by the entire apartment building and everyone can live in that apartment building. If that's possible, great. Like call me, I'll be there. Would be lovely. But um, for the most part, at least in the reality of the person who is organizing when you guys are hanging out, when you guys are going to that party, organizing the party and organizing the um, book club and organizing all that, just the organizing aspect. Um, there has to be one person who kind of takes that on or else summer camp for adults is impossible or just community so in general take away summer no. camp for adults just community in general is impossible without that person or that group of people
0: alright I will um, give me you know I'll, I'll Matt B. Talk, some sugar mamas and some mm-hmm. sugar daddies and mm-hmm. I'll get us a giant pocketbook so we can buy an apartment great complex and just fill it with awesome people love it love it yeah. Let's do it. So let's, let's jump back a little bit to your one woman show. Mm-hmm. Is that still going on? It is.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Tell me about it. Where can people find you? Do all the shameless plugs at the beginning.
2: Great. So, I killed the cow.com or I killed the cow on all social media Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Boom.
0: I killed the cow.
2: I killed the cow. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so, it's a one woman show that uses humor and metaphor to talk about sexual assault. And um, it started. About three years ago, of um, just writing about it and wanting to r- talk about sexual assault and working sure. through my, working through my own assault and sure. um, how to just create more dialogue around it. And I found yeah. that anytime I brought it up, people kind of like went backwards and were a little bit sure. like short of breath and didn't know didn't know how yeah. to react or how to talk about it. And so, okay, yeah. first problem: just get people comfortable in talking about it. Um, so I started writing the show and then I brought it to a running mentor of mine and mm. then I brought it to a director friend of mine who has been directing the piece from its inception and um, did it uh, a few times now and then in each iteration, performed it a few times, and in each iteration um, edited it along the way and really tried yeah. to build the audience's perceptions into it as well. And then recently, or in 2018, beginning of 2018, um, my director and I realized that this piece was most successful in more of an educational setting. That performing it for audiences in a traditional theatre setting was, for lack of a better word, pointless. Because the people who volunteer, who elect to go to a show about sexual assault more times than not, are the people who agree that sexual assault should be talked about more, who feel already comfortable talking about sexual assault. Someone who does not feel comfortable talking about sexual assault, for the most part, is not going to elect to go to a show. Or opt-in to, yeah, yeah. And will not voluntarily buy a ticket to go to the show. Um, So we, then in 2018, have been um, reformatting it to really work for more the educational setting. And then over the summer, we went on tour with it to a bunch of theater festivals to get contacts and connections in more of different areas that are not New York and different areas that we do not have connections in. Um, Because, again, New York is just more of that um, liberal, progressive area for the most part. And therefore, a lot of people there, New York, we're still working on getting people um, in the New York area. But we also are very interested in the vast majority of the U.S., so yeah. yeah, so we took the show on tour and um, performed in theater festivals to get those connections in different cities and different areas. And um, our next gig is mid January in Sarasota, Florida. Oh wow! Okay. Um, and so yeah, we've been um, working on it and really trying to create a dialogue around sexual assault more. So
0: yeah,
2: that's, oh, that's incredible.
0: I killed the I killed the cow mm-hmm. .com. Okay. and and I have to imagine that you have kind of a double hurdle in for those who have been victims of sexual assault. It's sometimes difficult for them to go and listen to mm-hmm. others, and then okay. for those who haven't, or or uh, on like the others. I feel yeah, I feel like. How, how do you use humor to break down a topic that is so um, personal mm-hmm. and universal mm-hmm. and, like, for lack of a better word, touchy? Yeah, like, totally. is it something where you just kind of lean into it at the beginning and you're just like, hey, this is going to be uncomfortable, suck it up? Or, like, what's
2: the, what's
0: the best approach from your point of view?
2: Foremost, connection. And so the show is entirely based off of um, breaking the fourth wall and entirely yeah. being there with every single audience member. And if an audience member is clearly giving vibes that they are like, oh, I don't want to look at you, oh, I don't want to actually be in this, sure, then kind of pass over them. And maybe yeah. in 30 minutes they'll actually have changed their mind and they actually want to interact. But just reading those body cues off of every single audience member. And it's fascinating and such an interesting, just purely off of my own acting experience when I'm on stage and actually doing a show. Uh, Beyond measures of an acting class has been doing the show because I am entirely focused, I have to be 100% focused on the audience and not on me. And the biggest trope of acting, the biggest lesson is focus on your partner not I mean, on yourself yeah. don't think about oh if i make this face i will look stern um no just focus on your partner that you want to express this stern opinion to them and then you'll naturally look stern if sure. that's your goal um but
0: in this case the entire audience is your partner
2: exactly exactly and so oh, wow. it's um i mean it, it's so difficult to get to that point in acting of like fully releasing your body and not thinking about oh i should move my shoulder like this oh i should think about this wait is my hair looking weird wait do i you know all those little ticks that happen in your brain and to fully think about your partner is one of the hardest lessons in acting but it's multiplied when now your partner is all of these people around you in this audience and also that they are not sometimes not the best partner because they are working through their own thing. So they're, yeah. they're not an acting partner. An acting partner will a lot of times be like, oh, we are acting together, and so yeah. they will give you a bit more. Whereas the audience has no reason to give me anything.
1: Yeah.
2: And so, again, take away all the things I've learned of just creating the show and creating dialogue around sexual assault and becoming more of a theater educator and all of that, as an actor, it is has been instrumental because I have been forced to fully focus on every single audience member and not just glance over a few people and kind of glance over the heads. Like a lot of times if you go to stand-up shows, you know how they're like reacting to the audience and they are um, looking, they're they're kind of like, if someone laughs and they'll be like, oh, that guy thought it was funny, they'll interact with the audience. Mm -hmm. But rarely in stand-up do you get direct eye contact from anyone. Do you know what I'm talking about? Of any
0: of the people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's like kind of of like that, that
2: washed break of the fourth wall that it is yep. washed over that oh if I give a big ha cackle on one line they're going to call me out and they're going to recognize yeah. me but they're not going to give every single audience member direct eye contact so uh, my director and I realized the biggest thing to circle back to your original question yeah. of how to deal with some audience members who are very uncomfortable. Some audience members who are very gung-ho. Some audience members who are been forced to go to the show and yeah. they very much are uncomfortable talking about sexual assault to begin with, sure. et cetera. Et cetera sure, sure, sure. is connection. Baseline connection and baseline just reading body cues and reading... Yeah. Who is feeling good about this? Who is not feeling good about this? Who is feeling very into this? Who do I maybe need to focus on a bit more to really bring them into the audience? Who can I rely on to kind of look how much they're, um, how they're reacting to it? Maybe we want to bring this person over there and et cetera, et cetera. So I'm realizing how much I say, et cetera, et cetera. I, I like it. it I say it a lot. It's good. Always double, yeah.
0: though. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, well, it's an et cetera amount of et cetera. So.
2: <laughs> I just realized that, how much I say that. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, connection is the answer, the long answer made short.
0: And I would like that you're going through connection via humor. I feel like there's a couple different ways you can make that immediate connection, either, like, self-degr- self-degrading humor, or mm-hmm. just humor in general, or even, like, Sadness as a way that you can get people mm-hmm. on your side. So it's it's, mm-hmm. man, I am stoked to check this out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I unfortunately don't think I'll be in Sarasota, Florida, in uh, January. That's okay. But come closer to the Midwest, and I'm there.
2: We'll see. I would love to come
0: out. So soon. you're you're kind of you're taking both sides of the sexual experience, and I mean that in, in the broadest way, mm-hmm. where you have the one woman show about uh, you know. Just I'm trying to think of a better way to phrase this. Well, you cover the entire gambit, and you have sexual assault in your one-woman show, and then you're also a sex sexpert, sexfluencer, <laughs>
2: self-titled, self-titled Self-titer, sexpert only through social
0: media. Okay, we're 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 gonna make it a thing. We're gonna make that. I'm, I I love that term, sexfluencer,
1: uh-huh.
0: and, and because your focus is on basically sex positivity.
1: Mhm.
0: Mhm. So yeah. how do you and uh, this is what I was thinking. How do you simultaneously tell the story about uh, sexual assault and continually saying sex positive? It's not something that, like, personally, totally get it. But I feel like for some people it might be difficult to hear the same message coming from someone who's talking about sexual assault, but at the same time saying, but still have sex because mm-hmm. you're a person. Mm-hmm. So, like, have you run into any, like, either mentally or externally?
2: Totally, yeah. So, um, when you see the show, um, but also for anyone who's listening, the show, its focus is sexual assault. Yes, and that's how educationally we are talking about it. Sure. But in creating it and and writing it, I realized, and my director and I realized, that talking about the incident served only me.
0: Sure, Sure.
2: Whereas talking about the incident and how one is able to then move forward in one's life afterwards Mm -hmm. serves the the audience. And that's that's the commonality in both being sex positive and talking about sexual assault. In the fact that, like, the show focuses on sexual assault and how to move forward afterwards.
0: Oh, I love that. Okay, that makes so much sense. Yeah.
2: And so... um, in using humor and using metaphor with this cow metaphor of yeah. um, the various metaphors that are in the show, um, the, it's never, the words assault are never used, the words yeah. rape are never used, yeah. the words victim are never used, any of those uh-huh. classic words are not yeah. used um, to m- ensure that the focus is, yes, this event happened, And the event happens very much in the beginning of the show. And then we see the character evolve past that. What are the tactics that the character uses to move forward? What future partners does she encounter? And how does she interact with those partners? And how is she then able to accept, yes, for the rest of my life, this event will have happened. I cannot go backwards. I cannot pretend that it did not happen. I cannot erase it. Any of that. Um... So how am I going to become a fully sexually active person and actualized person with this event having happened to me? So that's the focus of the show. And for that reason, um, being sex positive on social media mainly, and this is something that has been very recent. It's really been since the tour started this summer where I've been very much involved, even more so with I Killed the Cow, and specifically this educational tour of realizing that... um, and saying this so often, over and over again, that the focus of the show is about moving forward with yeah. sexual assault having happened to you. I realized that oh, I'm essentially just being trying to be a sex-positive influence in general in life, yeah. Yeah. and um, just started on my personal social media, just talking about that more and um, being more active in that sense. Yeah. And it's been really insane and crazy how quickly so many sex um, toy companies sex podcast um, people yeah. uh, influencers in general in the sex community have reached out to me and have followed me or have said like oh my god thanks for talking about this etc." because i think it's just a smaller community and so yeah. i so since then since i've been talking about this more on social media i've coined the term sexfluencer like an influ- influencer on social media but a sexfluencer yeah. so that's that's where that started so yeah
0: so, and, and I, I think I mentioned this a little bit when we were, um, when I was inviting you to the show and, mm-hmm. and asking some more questions about settlements. But yeah, I unfortunately think that where we're at, it's it's like seemingly the most open we've ever been, mm-hmm. while being the most closed we've ever been as a community, mm-hmm. as a society. Speaking specifically about you know the the U.S. right now, mm-hmm. but it's it's funny that. It's funny that a sex influencer is such a breath of fresh air when we were supposed to have gone and come so far from being like the closeted, like, I am ashamed of my sex. Like Mm -hmm. It it feels like there's a little bit of both happening in the world right now. And uh, you said that the sex influencer community is small. Do you Mm -hmm. see it growing or do you see it shrinking based on just... I know it's new to you, but just from, from your personal point of view, are we getting better as a community, as a whole, as a society? Can we, are we can, we circle, can
2: we circle back this question, and can I ask you a question on what you just said?
0: Totally, yeah, go for it.
2: So, the U.S., how the U.S. functions in sexuality. Yes. I find it fascinating, um, and I, I find it very humbling to think yeah. about the U.S. versus the world, and yes, well, I, I, I get that we are um, in a very interesting spot politically right now, and yep. all of that. But nonetheless, with my German heritage, and I'll speak only for Germany. We are miles ahead of where a lot of other countries are talking oh, about yeah. sex. And yep. my favorite example that I love to give in in the German language, there. Is no word for straight. The word is normal.
1: For, uh, for, wait, what?
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. So the word, so now um, German um, youth, for lack of a better word, have um, coined the word hetero, so heterosexual, just in German accent. Hetero, they'll say. But it's Denglish, German, English, Deutsch, English it is a word that they have taken from the English language and used because they realized we don't have a word. So, gay is schwul, that's a word that exists, a word yeah. that exists in the language, gay is that, that's the word. Um, but for the longest time, the word straight just did not exist. And there was no one who came up with it, It was like normal, that's who yours are. And so like, when I think about that, and um, when I think about where that is where Germany is right now, like. The U.S. may seem like we're in a very tough spot, but I, I think about that a lot, as humbling as it is, that still in America, for the most part, you can walk around with your partner and be okay. Yeah, whatever sure. sex they are. And yeah. there may be parts of the U.S. that are a bit harder, but unless that is okay. And yeah. you can have a bit more pride. Yep. and. Um, Obviously, there are parts of the U.S. that are harder, but um, as far as talking about sex, we are or talking about just issues in general that are yeah. maybe considered a bit more taboo. We are still further along than a lot of other people. So
0: really? I, think okay, about, that's, I think about that well, a lot.
2: That, I, I like to put I like to that, to that out there as just like a humbling thing yeah. to think about.
0: And that's super good to hear because obviously I'm only speaking from an American point of view, Mm -hmm. having only had an American point of view. Mm -hmm. And I I, I guess it's just really quick as an aside. When we say sex influencer, when we say talking about sex, I I at no point just mean the activity of having sex. I mean everything that goes with it. I mean sexual assault. I mean having conversations about gender. I mean having conversations about sexuality. it, It feels like, I guess that's just my hope. Overweighing like the reality of just I wish we were so much further Than yeah. where we are mm-hmm. right now
2: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, that's a very good point that I, I should compare it to the rest of the world
2: Yeah, yeah another example that I love to think about so um, I Was living in Berlin for a bit working on a show there And that's my kind of got to know Berlin Germany as a base that has really influenced me as a human and the show, yeah. show is working on there was Next to Normal. Do you know the musical? Mm -mm. Okay, so Next to Normal is a musical, an American musical that was written by Americans that is, uh, long story short, about mental illness. And it is about, it's very open with mental illness. It's about a um, family, the mother of which is going through a few bouts of mental illness and is dealing with medication, is dealing with therapists, and is dealing with um, forgetting the death of her son, et cetera, et cetera. Sure. I just said it again. Ha <laughs> ha. Um,
0: but anyway, I'm not, so. I'm going to start making a count. right yeah, start making so count. far. Maybe we'll
2: make like a shot
0: count. Like anytime Larissa says, et cetera, et cetera, take no. A shot. No, no, I've been really excited <laughs> that no one's interrupted us. That I took way too big of a fireball shot. Anyway. And I just like, every once in a while, I'm just like, can anyone hear my stomach moving? <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope that my microphone isn't picking <laughs> up my stomach. That'd be fine. It sounds bad. That'd be fine.
2: <laughs> so, the next one, that's what it deals with very yeah. openly talking about mental illness and talking about therapists, talking about medication. Yeah. And for Americans, that's so normal, I would assume, for, them, for a lot of us. And yeah. at least, I will, I will not even say Americans, I will say in my friend group and my people that I know in America, in my yeah. communities that I interact with in America, that's very standard. That sure. one is able to say, oh yeah, I, I'm on Prozac, or like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I go to therapy, or things yeah. like that. People say, quite open. In other parts of America, maybe less so, but for a lot of Americans, it's very open. In Germany, so I worked on this musical, it's called Fastnummer in German. Yeah. And in Germany, the musical had such a hard time getting, um, really, traction in Germany, because yeah. that's a concept, talking openly about your your therapist, talking openly about what medication you're on, there people are people like, What? Who, who does that? Like, wait, what do you mean? Like, really? the, mu- the musical was good and it was successful and had um, traction just the fact that it was a good musical. Sure. It was this American musical now in German and Berlin. Yay, yay, yay. Yeah. Um, but it had a really hard time just plot-wise sinking in with Germans because that was such a foreign concept. Like, you whoa, you talk that you go to therapy to your husband? You don't say that! No! That's, who goes to therapy? I, I, I don't go to therapy. What are you talking about? No,
1: no, 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 no.
0: That's, and, that is amazing that it simultaneously lives next to the same parent who can then be like, hey, fourth grader, you suck at singing, yeah, so yeah. get better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love uh-huh. that they can live next to each mm-hmm. other. We're mm-hmm. outward, I'll tell you what I'm saying, but I'm never going to tell you what I'm thinking.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Yep. Like, it's, it's,
2: it's, a, it's an interesting um, dichotomy, but... Yeah, it's like, think about that, like, the fact that, oh my god, I'm so lucky that I'm able to say, like, oh yeah, I go to therapy, and this is what happened in therapy. Yeah, of course. And that's a very normal thing that I can just say to humans, and again, obviously, a lot of pockets to America where that's not so, but I, I like to think about that a lot, of just how humbling it is, like, oh my god, I am so glad that I have an American passport. Damn.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, all right, that was good. I, I have so many more questions <laughs> about being a sex influencer, and and maybe we can do an entire episode just based on that.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Grab more people if you want. We can interview more. Like you and I together can interview some people. Yeah, I, I'm I love that. I I'm super into that. And actually, I'm gonna really quick circle back to something we talked about at the very beginning. Okay. That uh, before we uh,
2: circle uh, back to there,
0: can I grab my yeah. charger? Oh, i
2: I'm, I'm realizing
0: yeah. that. Okay. No, no. Go ahead and grab a charger, and I'm just gonna vamp by myself. Okay. So for those returning tuning in tuning into the first time to noodling with Josh, I uh, have been told I'm a lazy editor in the sense that I hit record, and whatever is talked about is being posted and uploaded later. So. Um, that was a pretty good VAM. I got to give myself a tiny little plug. So that's why we didn't cut, because there are no cuts in life. Come on. Plug in. There's a thing. That was really bad. I was trying to think if that would land. Okay. All
2: right. How are we doing? We're good. I Just the outlet is far away, so this is the angle that we're now working with.
0: It's okay. It's still a podcast, so you're still good. Great. <laughs> so um, it, it's really funny. I, I would love to talk more about being a sex influencer, and we can again do that in a whole other episode. I'd love to talk. Uh, if anyone listening is interested in being on a panel, uh, for that, I think what we can do, a Google hangout and I can, everyone can record their own voice and we can mash that together. Cause I'd love to get just, I'd love to have a straight person's opinion. I'd love to have a gay person, a lesbian. I'd love to have someone else who's by. So I'm not the only one talking about that. I, it's, it'd be super helpful and I'd love if you would like to to help me organize something like that Um, because I think too you would be a better position to ask more important questions Mm
1: -hmm. than I would where I would
0: be more asking about so Anyways, we're telling everyone, but you and I, we're going we're, we're, we're to plan this sounds episode. Good. Sounds good. Et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera, et cetera. That's what we'll call it. Et cetera, et cetera. Ooh,
2: I like it.
0: No, but um, yeah, that's, it's, it's really funny that like you would, uh, when we started talking about voices, and we ended up talking about sex women, and like identity, and being able to talk about it. Mm-hmm. My, my favorite part about being, well, not my favorite part about being me, but my favorite thing that I need to still get over is the fact that I'm not straight but I have a very masculine straight voice so yeah. whenever I say something to the contrary people then have to ask me like 10 follow-up questions about it yeah. and I'd love just knowing that keep that in your minds we'll bring up that more later either I mean if you want to ask a question now but feel free but we I think I'd love to talk about that too just going yeah. back to the whole using your voice and how your voice helps depict who you are before someone gets to ask questions about who you are. Mm-hmm. Anywho, I wanted to bring that full circle so we could have started with the voice and we're ending-ish with the voice. Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. (sighs) Mm, Full
0: circle! Full circle. (laughs) Anyways, I've had you for way too long, this beautiful, beautiful Saturday morning. Um, At least in Michigan, it's beautiful. And it looks, oh, there's a window. It looks beautiful there, too, Mm -hmm. because you're in Jersey.
2: Jersey.
0: yeah. So um, I want I want to ask you one more quick question and then okay. we're gonna do a rapid fire and then we'll wrap up. Okay,
2: great.
0: How is it living out of a Nissan juke?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so for those who don't know, Larissa has been traveling and constantly moving for a year now?
2: No, less than that. Like four months. A long not time. a year. Definitely not a L-
0: year. Long enough that you're, most of your you know possessions are in the back of a Nissan Juke.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: How, how, how is that? That seems like something I would love to do, but then every once in a while, I'm just like... Like, we had four days, and I forgot three things, and I was like, damn it, I couldn't live in my car yet.
2: Easy enough, because I will clarify, not all of my possessions are in the back of a Nissan Juke.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, sorry, the the ones you travel with, you know. The
2: ones I travel with, and so, yeah. I um, I think the easiest thing is just, again, having community, having yeah. kind of, um, a community to fall back on is extremely important when it comes to that because I'm very lucky that I even have that or else it would not be possible that I have, like, sure. have sure. a place where I can store um, all of my furniture that I would normally have in an apartment or um, that I can store all the things that I do not normally need, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, Etc. Etc. <laughs> so very uh lucky when it comes to that. But other than that I think it's just like being easy breezy, beautiful cover girl. Um and it's just funny. like of yeah. just, just like not um caring as much and realizing yeah. that you don't need as much to get by and again, community is the biggest thing that's just helpful of this entire summer I've stayed with so many people who have been so willing to open their doors to me and give me a bed to stay in and, um, yeah, because I'm definitely not living out of my car. I have yeah. uh, many things in there, but not living out of there. So, um, community is the most important thing when it comes to that.
0: Awesome. Well, hey, you always have a place to stay at Casa de Chaos if you come Thank back through Ann Arbor. Um. All right. So let's finish this off. I have some mm-hmm. rapid fire questions for you.
1: Great.
0: Just real quick. First response. Don't think too hard. First thing comes to my uh, head. Yeah. First thing that comes to your head. Okay. And uh, I don't have too many. I just did a couple. Okay. But let's do let's do some easy ones. Favorite movie. Two
2: thousand one, a space Odyssey.
0: Wow. All right. Deep <laughs> pull. Favorite TV show. The OA. Really.
2: This first thing
0: came to my head. Okay, all right. Uh, favorite play?
2: Favorite play. The two-character play, Tennessee Williams.
0: Okay. Favorite musical?
2: Favorite musical. Next to Normal? That's the only thing
0: in my all head. Right. All right. Hey, rapid fire, you're doing good. Okay. Uh, let, let's stick with the acting vein. Favorite film actor or actress? Marianne Cotillard hell yeah all right favorite stage actor or actress
2: they're the same not stage actor or actress i'll say allison janney but she's also a film actress
0: I, you primarily actress. okay all right good, <laughs> answer. good very good answer um would you rather play the villain or the anti-hero
2: villain
0: okay uh favorite superpower
2: what's the thing i came up with oh what's the thing i came up with the other day uh uh the, um, always being able to understand the people,
0: um, oh, yeah. yeah, um, understanding, yeah being yes. being able
2: to get where people are, <laughs> that sounds horrible, but being able to interact with the person and understand where their emotions are coming from, their reasonings for why they're doing the things they're doing.
0: So, like a Professor X level psychic power.
2: Yes, yes.
0: Perfect. Okay. Alright, favorite mode of transportation? Walking. What's your spirit animal?
2: A dinosaur.
0: Really? What type of dinosaur?
2: I don't know, man. These are the things that are coming into my head.
0: Just just when a child says dinosaur, that's it. Okay, I love it. All right, these last three are for you specifically. Great. Would you be a face or a heel?
2: I would be a heel.
0: Oh, always. What's your, uh, what's your WWE walkout song? Oh,
2: God, I did not think of this. Um,
0: what song personifies you and you would want to hear it every day
2: what song personifies me and I want to hear it every day um, um,
0: is that an original? because I like that
2: <laughs> <laughs> nothing is coming into my brain hole um, what's a song what is music Fleetwood Mac something by Fleetwood Mac sure
0: alright let's do Chains by Fleetwood Mac let's just go ahead and sing. great there we go. And then what's your wrestler name?
2: Larissa, so,
1: Larissa really fucking quick,
0: Martin. Larissa fucking Martin. I love it. Yeah. All right.
1: Boom. Just, Just
0: LFM. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's that stand for? Don't worry about it. Don't We're not in the attitude area. We can't talk Don't about it. Don't worry and
1: about
0: it. And, of course, the wrestling questions. We had a very awesome, long conversation about how wrestlers are just Broadway for the masses. Mm-hmm. And one day, you're going to see Larissa walk out on... And just throw a beat down.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I it's, 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 yeah, it's an interesting world that I... Um, thank you for introducing it to me and also just getting more into it. But um, it's a world that is fascinating. I, I. Do
0: you have access to Hulu? No. I will give you my login. Okay. Purely, purely because I would love for you just to watch just one full episode of Raw or Smackdown. And just like... See the amount of theatricality goes into it, yeah. And it, I mean, it's obviously they're incredible athletes because fake or not, it still looks awesome. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I really think you would appreciate, like, you'd be the one who, at the end of it, you'd have notes. <laughs> you know, we could do, it. we could, they could do this better if blank, blank, and blank.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So I'm I'm also on, I'm on the application trail. I'm looking for the next job thing, and I put in an application at WWE. So if I end up do going that way, and we, you know, I get to meet the writers' room, I'm bringing you in.
2: Great,
0: Larissa has a ton of good ideas. Let's see if we can work some of these in. Yeah, we're
2: playing Fleetwood Mac while she's
0: walking out as a heel. Okay, that doesn't make any sense. Well, but, I mean, Fleetwood Mac as a whole is a heel, if you really think about it, they all hated each other.
2: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why Fleetwood me in Moon head. I was listening to it a lot on the road. On the oh.
0: road. What was that Um, Amber Moon? What was that Amber song? Um, oh, the,
2: oh um, the way you feel you love, the way you feel you love, the way you feel you love. Uh, oh. Do you remember? 25, 25, 25, 25, 25, 25. Uh, Nope,
0: that's a totally different song. <laughs> but, <laughs> I don't think that's it. Maybe
2: that's no, my heel song.
0: Um, Anyways, you, you, you have a good music taste, so I, I feel like you can do better than Fleetwood Mac. I feel like
2: that too. Well, the thing is, though, also in Rapid Fire, I find it fascinating what comes out of my brain hole in Rapid Fire because yeah. I, I don't have. Oh, um, High in Your Love, Amber Mark. Yep. High in Your Love. Um, just because. I don't, I'm so not the person who ever has, this is, this is my favorite movie of all time, this will always be my favorite movie, this is my favorite song of all time, like I've never, I've never actively think about those questions, nor do I ever want to, because it's always evolving, I I don't, I don't think I'll ever have just like, oh yeah, this is my favorite actress, and I will always love, love, love Marianne Cotillard and Alison Janney, like, so many other people are wonderful too, and so, yes, yeah, so it's always funny what comes into my head when people ask me these rapid-fire questions because it's always different.
0: I And what's funny, too, that I've noticed is whenever I've been on other podcasts and I have also been every other when they ask me these questions, I always kind of cater my answer depending on who I'm talking to. I don't oh, think I I've actually I ever do that. sat down.
2: I wish I could control my brain like that. No, it's just whatever comes out.
0: Yeah, I don't think I've ever sat down and figured out what my favorite movie is, but I know what my favorite movie is, depending on who asked. So, yeah. anywho.
2: I, I will say right now, I did not hear my answers to you. There was just my brain said, 2001 Space Odyssey, and that just came out. So, I already need to go watch
0: that again. It's been a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to get stuck in my head. That theme song, the, you know, the uh-huh. ba 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 um, Freaking great. Rick Flair used it as his walkout music. Ooh, that's my Flair.
2: walkout song. That should be See? my walkout song.
0: So Charlotte Flair mm-hmm. has an updated version of that same song. Just Google Charlotte Flair theme song. And oh, so it, I, can't, I
2: can't even use it because she already has
0: it? Well, maybe you could do an even more updated version of it and be the mm. next Charlotte Flair. Mm. Or you're like the long-lost like, Flair cousin or something like that. Mm. Larissa Flair. That actually looks... Wow, that sounds good.
2: Larissa Flair.
0: Larissa Flair.
2: Fucking love it. Okay. This done. Is it. done. Done and done. Right.
0: Charlotte, we found your long lost sister. <laughs> we're going to make this happen. Yeah. She's also, uh, you know, a tall, beautiful Amazonian of a woman, so it fits perfectly.
2: Perfect. Okay, we're sisters now. Love
0: it. Done. Done, done, done. All right, well, hey, we've come to the end of the show. I really appreciate you spending an hour and a half with me in this wonderful Saturday morning. I, outside of ikilledthecow.com, plug mm-hmm. yourself. Go to town.
2: ikilledthecow.com, LarissaMartin.com, Larissa Martin on all social media, I the cow on all social media. That is me. Sweet. Awesome. Um, what can I plug on my own? Uh, the next thing I'm working on is Massachusetts, if anyone's in Massachusetts. In, really,
1: really in Massachusetts.
2: And after January, after I'm in Sarasota with I Killed a Cow, in February, March, I'm doing a show in Massachusetts, unrelated to I Killed a Cow, a show that I got booked on. It's called Boeing, Boeing. Um, it's at the Majestic Theater in Massachusetts, and um, I'll be there February and March. If anyone's there, Springfield, Massachusetts, I will be there.
0: Come see the, the show. Yeah. Hey, that's not too far for Caitlin and I. We'll hop in the car. Great. We'll do a road episode on the way down. And then Great. done. Great. See you
2: next.
0: Save us some tickets.
2: We'll
0: do. Sweet. Well, thank you so much, Liz, for coming on. And you've been awesome. Yay. Seriously. You
1: too.
0: Thank you. And thank you, audience, for sticking through that episode where I royally screwed up the audio. And by that I mean I really just forgot to tell the listeners to put in headphones, but hey, now I know what to do next time. So please stay tuned. More episodes coming very shortly. If you have anyone who you think should be on the show, if you would like to be on the show, hit me up all the social at Josh the Weaver or at Noodlin' with Josh on Twitter or Facebook.com slash noodlin. Yeah, I snagged it. What? Anywho, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Noodlin with Josh. I will talk to you guys soon. Hit that end of the episode, theme.
1: Josh is noodling around. Around. Josh is noodling. Around. Noodle, noodle, noodle. Josh is. It's noodling with Josh. Dean's French onion dip. Dean's French onion dip onion dip, Dean's French onion dip.